Welcome to Confessions of a Fitness Manager. This podcast is meant for group fitness managers, fitness supervisors, fitness directors, coordinators, and everything in between. Basically, if you oversee a team of fitness professionals, this podcast is for you. It's part venting, part storytelling, and part practical tactical tips and useful information by two women who have a history overseeing large fitness teams and know how much it means to not feel alone. Fresh episodes will be released anywhere you can access podcasts on the last Friday of every month or before you slam the laptop until Monday or on Saturday on Saturday when your yoga instructor calls in sick. We'll be talking about secrets, strategies, and struggles to hiring and leading fitness teams. Pour yourself a tasty beverage and come with us on this adventure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Confessions of a Fitness Manager. Like, I had to pause for a second. What's the name of this podcast? It's been a while for it's been, us. It's been a minute since we've done It's been this. a minute since we recorded. Um, but welcome back to the Confessions of a Fitness Manager podcast. My name is Stacy. I'm here with... Jessica. And Thanks for joining we, us today. Yes. Thank you for joining us. We are excited to talk about time management as a fitness manager. So what we like to do in this podcast normally when we have, you know, funny stories to share about our experiences as fitness managers in this industry over the years, um, there aren't a lot of stories that we can really come up with that we have, but we can definitely share some personal experience with time management and some ways that we found we need to identify how we can set boundaries and make the most of our time. Um, But in this role as a fitness manager, I think what we tend to forget is how intense and overwhelming it can be as as to how many tasks and meetings and conversations and to do's you need to get done as a fitness manager it's hard to sometimes decipher what needs to come first so we're going to do our best to break that all down for you simplify it for you and help you but let's talk about first what are we drinking today (laughs) what do you have the big the big question. So what's funny, Stacey, is I was thinking about this earlier. When we originally started this podcast, we were both drinking a lot of alcohol. And it was like different wine for every episode. And then you had to go get pregnant. So I didn't want to be the only one drinking. So um, we are going with apple cider today to, get, to keep it love sober it. for you. I love it. We're recording this episode in the in the midst of fall, too. So that's like the perfect, tasty Perfect. <laughs> What I'm, are you drinking? Drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking ice cold water. <laughs> oh, that's almost as exciting. <laughs> the most unexciting thing. Um, I have to admit, for those of you who may be listening, um, the biggest lesson I've learned in pregnancy is that you can almost never drink enough water. If you're experiencing dizziness, if you're experiencing swelling, if you're every every issue I've talked to my doctor about, she said, are you drinking enough water? And I'm like, I think so. And she's like, it is almost impossible. Not it's almost impossible to drink enough water when you're pregnant. So I'm keeping it simple. <laughs> Maybe I'll mix it up in the next episode. <laughs> that is a great tip, Stacey. Thank you. for sharing. That's my first tip for all of you. <laughs> um, so time management, Jessica. So what is like the number one thing that you believe or experience as a fitness manager is the biggest like time waster so stacy with fitness managers i feel like there is always something to be done i feel like there is never a whole lot of downtime so when something comes and disrupts my at my time where i'm actually working and actually being productive it is 
it it really just kind of pulled me out of my element and, and it's really distracting. And then it's hard to get back into what I was doing. And then I almost feel annoyed at the person who distracted me. So uh, I have a couple of things that I think are time wasters. The biggest one for me that has happened a lot lately is uh, meetings that don't need to be meetings. So I've had a lot of meetings that have been scheduled lately that really could have been an email or could have been a quarterly meeting versus a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting. So uh, right now at my at my facility, we have well, I have two meetings that I think are big time wasters. One is a weekly social media meeting. So I have at my facility, there are about six other locations. So I am the fitness manager at my location. We have other locations as well. So one of my one of my meetings is a weekly social media meeting that all of the marketing people and the fitness directors and programming directors from other locations get on this meeting. And I think it's a time waster because I don't find it to be productive. And the reason why is because we're not necessarily brainstorming or talking about relevant information. It's really just to go around the room and tell me what you're going to be posting this week. And for me, I don't see the value for that because you can put it on a spreadsheet and share it to the group as Monday, I'm going to be posting a move of the week and we're going to be talking about how to use the TRX or whatever it may be. It doesn't need to be a meeting that takes an hour out of my day that I can be that I can be uh, spent doing something else more valuable and productive to my team. So that is my, uh, my that is my big one. I have a social media meeting every week that it does not need to happen. Well, and when these meetings happen, I think with sometimes upper management or other departments, the really frustrating part is there's not an organized agenda. There's not like, here's the goal, like, like, you're exactly right, going around the room and talking about what you're going to be posting can be easily made asynchronous, where, which we'll talk about in team communication later in the next, actually our next episode. But where it's in the form of an email or a spreadsheet or a dashboard where people can go in whenever they want and look whenever they have time and they choose to look versus what could be great about that social media meeting is like, let's, so here's how we open the meeting. We talk about the new strategies and the different ways to utilize YouTube versus Instagram versus Facebook. And then making sure that our videos are this length or like you can talk about social media as a whole. And then maybe you break down the the quarterly plan. Like there's, there's so many better conversations that could be happening in that meeting, but I hear you. What that sounds like a waste of time. It's, it is a waste of time. And the sad thing is Stacy is that is not the only meeting I have that is very similar to that. I also have a fitness meeting or a programming meeting uh, once a month, which with again, the same department heads from the different locations to talk about what we're doing for programming for that month. So it's another go around the horn. Okay, Jessica, what are you doing for personal training for the month of October? That doesn't need to be a meeting. That does not need to be an hour and a half long meeting. That could be an email. That could be a spreadsheet that we can share with the group. So for me, I find it a time waster because that is an hour and a half out of my day that I could spend leading my team, that I could be interacting with clients, getting things done, that that can be more productive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. I I always want us to like be able to provide solutions for all of you, but we also like to vent on this podcast. So 
So, I mean, just think to yourself as a fitness manager now, like what are some meetings that are really not beneficial? And is there any way that you could bring up the fact that you need to set boundaries on your time or, you know, this meeting isn't fitting into my schedule anymore? Like any way you can possibly get out of it or ask like, hey, it seems like this could be sent an email. If you feel like you could get away with sharing that feedback, try. Absolutely. And that's the hard thing, Stacey, is being in middle management is a lot of these decisions are not our decisions. We just kind of have to do what we're told. And we're told, hey, you're attending this meeting every week to talk about what you'll be posting on social media. And you can if you have that relationship with your superior, you could potentially bring it up if you think that they'll have open ears and will listen to you. And maybe they will, maybe they won't. Or maybe you won't even bring it up to them. But being in being middle management, you're kind of just stuck to yeah. attend these meetings yeah. and just sit through them and just, just know yeah. that your time could be better spent elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. What else is a time waster for you, Jessica? Oh my goodness, Stacy, so much. I feel like there's so many, only so many hours in the day uh, to get stuff done. So another time waster for me is when I have other team members or clients, you, mostly team members really, yeah. who will come into my office and expect me to drop everything at a drop of a hat to yeah. assist them with questions. So yep. that has actually been a really big thing that I've been working on with some of my team members lately. It's been a lot of, especially the second I come in in the morning before I even have a chance to drop my bag down. Jessica, I wanna to touch base with you on this. Jessica, can I ask you some questions? Jessica, can we do this? So I've had to get really good at saying no. So not that I don't want to support my team member and answer questions, especially so we can all be on the same page, because we'll be be talking about in our next podcast about team communication and how valuable that is. But Mm. having to set a boundary and say no or saying, let's set up a time now is not good for me. I know at our old facility, we used to have a big open door policy. Mm. And we may have touched on that in previous episodes, but we would have instructors, trainers coming in all the time. And we would just kind of drop everything and attend to them. And that just isn't realistic anymore. So for me, a time waster is having to drop everything to attend to someone else. So then I have to get in the mindset again to work on the task that I was originally working on. So I've had to get really good at saying no to people to set that boundary of, I am happy to work with you on something and answer your questions, just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then work together on following up when that makes sense. Cause you're going to be in a better place anyways. Like when I would rush to answer questions or rush to solve a problem for someone who's having a, um, you know, an issue with something or needs help with something, but it's not necessarily an emergency. It's more on their timeline. Right. My attitude and my action taking is not going to be that great. So in the end, Uh, they're going to want a different version of me anyways. That you're 100% right. I feel like I'm not going to give it my 100% to help them if if I'm being interrupted in the middle of a task that I deem important to help them with something that, as you said, is just on their timeline. Yeah, yeah. So I love that so so much. Um, what what are your biggest time wasters, Stacey? What have you found? Yeah. So my biggest thing was, and I I think that from my experience as a younger new fitness manager was. I started to recognize how email was just consuming my life, like responding to email. I think it was the first thing I would look at when I wake up in the morning. And Mm -hmm. the reason I feel like it's a time waster is it's one of those things that you can't like look back on and go, I did that. And I accomplished that thing. You answer, you answer so many emails and then they just might start to disappear from your inbox, but there's no actual like 
goal that's been met or KPI, key performance indicator that has actually been accomplished or like addressed. So with email, some of the ways, the strategies that I've given myself boundaries is, plus you're also on this, the same timeline as that person. So you're basically becoming again, like a slave to this other person's time. Um, And so email is a very important communication tool that we have to use every day, but you have to put boundaries around it yourself so that you're not checking it all day long or your time is just going to be wasted. So it's not something I look at right in the morning because it's also not something I want to have on my mind right in the morning. I try to, you know, do your morning routine, whatever that might be, make your way into the facility. I try to check my email no more than three times a day. So that's my boundary for myself. So maybe morning, maybe midday, and then evening, and then that's it. You're off. Like no more checking late at night. I also highly recommend turning off notifications, making sure that there's no buzz, there's no number, there's no, um, there's no, there's not something that's calling to your attention when you are not in a place to be giving it that attention, because there's something to be said about actual um, intense work, like more, um, my, one of my mentors, Shannon Fable, she always says deep work, work where your like head is in it. Your like attitude is in it. You're able to like brainstorm things and get excited about things. And those are productive, getting productive about what you're actually going to accomplish with your team, what you're actually going to do with the facility you work with. Um, and so those, that's really the biggest time block and so or time waster and so hopefully that helps you with those tools of giving yourself those boundaries what's the maximum amount you're going to check your email a day and then um also articulating to your team when email is important to happen so you so you know because i think what's scary as a fitness manager of avoiding your email is you're like well what if someone needs an emergency sub and they email me and i don't see it so that's where we have to be responsible about telling them you don't email me when it's last minute and it's an emergency. You need to call text, like Mm -hmm. make it more, um, make it a a faster, easier way for me to see without having to have the notification settings on your email. So turn off those notification settings and set those boundaries. Um, what else, Jessica? So what are some of the strategies I guess that you have when it comes to time management overall? So with time management, how I stay productive, I have a couple of things. I have like my little to-do list that I write every morning when I get into my facility. And I, this is something that I picked up, I think from, well, at least since I started working with you at our at our old facility, I always have a to-do list and I always keep it from the most important tasks to the least important, least important tasks. So I can just check those off as the day goes on. It sounds super easy, but it works for me just because I'm a visual person. So I like to see things checked off. It makes me feel that I am getting accomplished in my day. I have to have a uh, uh, my Outlook calendar with all my meetings, all of my everything. And Stacey, I've seen what your calendar looks like. And holy moly, how you read through that thing. I have no idea. It's better probably than it was. <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> I hope so. It was pretty wild. I remember the first time I saw your Outlook calendar. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. But I ha- but I keep it. I keep everything on my Outlook calendar. Like if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. Just yeah. because it helps me kind of just 
follow along with what I'm doing for the day. It helps hold me accountable. And it also gives me reminders of if I'm forgetting that I need to go chat with the trainer about a certain topic, then I'll put, put that on my calendar. So I'll know, oh, between this trainer has a break between 345 and four o'clock, that's when I'm going to go and try to chat with them about whatever it is that I need to address with them. So just like little tasks like that, that just help hold me accountable. So I know I'm not just wasting my day or I'm not getting overwhelmed with one specific task. Because we know as fitness managers, sometimes there's always a lot to do. And sometimes we can get really overwhelmed working on like a schedule or a special event or something that can consume our entire day. So just having little things like that just really help kind of keep me focused throughout the day. Yeah. And I think I'm so glad you brought up the Outlook calendar because um, something else I was going to bring up is the importance of time blocking. So what you do in advance that I think we both kind of worked together on discovering was we went from like, I still love checklists. I am like a checklist. I love checklists. Like sitting I down love, at my I desk, love yeah. <laughs> them off, crossing them off, tearing that page out of the notebook and then like throwing it away. Is, there's nothing more satisfying. <laughs> but you can't treat your calendar like a, a checklist. It needs to be something that if you know you need to get it done or if it's something that needs to happen in the future, it's almost like a very important reminder that you can use on your calendar. Um, so that actually brings me to looking at your entire year because I think one of the most challenging things is, like you said, we can be so overwhelmed in our day to day if we don't have a plan. And if we don't commit to that plan, because I think there's there's something to be said to, oh, I'm going to accomplish this. Here's how I'm going to do it. But then you don't actually do the steps that need to happen in order for that solution, that thing to actually happen, because so it's true. so hard because there's 10 other things that could happen. And an instructor is going to go on maternity leave. An instructor is going to get injured. And it's like something's going to happen or a personal trainer is going to quit on you. And like, like there's still going to be fires to be put out. But looking ahead is what has helped me. So creating basically your annual calendar and then breaking it down to narrow it down. So um, in uh, exactly. And so I just finished um, the group fitness manager or fitness manager bootcamp course. And in that I break this down and there's a PDF that comes with it. But basically, especially since one of our episodes coming up as well is preparing for January this is a great time in fall if you're listening to this around this time. Even summertime is a good time to go, okay, here's the year. Here are the workshops, events, uh, programs that I want to accomplish with my team. And then break it down by quarter. Okay, every quarter, something that I know I need to accomplish with the club is they always want to know key performance indicators. So I need to know my numbers. Okay, monthly, I have to talk, I have to think about payroll. When am I going to do payroll? When am I going to hire a new teammate? And what does that look like? When are the annual reviews for the instructors? So like thinking about monthly tasks and then going weekly and then going daily and then reminding yourself because sometimes we have to have difficult conversations. I've had so much fun hearing Jessica have these, these wonderful meetings and myself. You know, we've both had some some tough conversations we've had to have recently. And we know the importance and the value of doing them in person, but we also... And before you have a difficult conversation, you, you have to prepare for it and you have to track, you have to have something to lean on while you're having that difficult conversation with an instructor or a upper management person, any, whoever it is, 
you have to prepare for that. So there's things, I think there's tasks sometimes that we think only take 15, 20 minutes, or we put it on a checklist, but it's not just one task. It's actually 15 tasks that we need to do a better job of spreading out among our, our calendar. So I think what's helped me too, one more thing is recognizing how many hours you actually have in a day and in a week, because every week is so different. Like you, Jessica, how many hours do you think you, you worked this week? Oh, probably, probably at least 50. Yeah, 50 hours. And then if you were to look back like two weeks ago, maybe it was 30 or maybe it was 20. And then maybe 65 probably, one other week or 70. Not, probably not 20. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I've ever gone below 40, but. <laughs> but I like that. I like that thought. <laughs> exactly, right? But what we need to do is go, okay, here's a day. And we all have the same amount of time. I need, you need to get a workout in. Like everyone needs to get a workout in. Everyone needs to eat food. (laughs) I remember when we would work at the luxury health club, we worked at together here at Seattle, we would run into, you were just like me. We were both horrible. We would either eat at our desk. We would Mm -hmm. buy something in the like bistro or like cafe at the, at the facility, or we'd have like a smoothie or something. Like we never actually, we rarely ever actually like sat down and enjoyed a meal. I think there was one time we went to like the staff lounge and you and I had lunch together and we're like, well, this is different. Yeah, this is nice. This is really nice. People do this every day. One time, I think it was like the first and only time we did that. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so, so anyway, I, I hope that's helpful. Like look at, make sure also your day, you're not cramming so much in one day and then going, I don't have enough time to work out. It's, that's kind of up to you. Like you need to, block off your time. You need to put boundaries around your, whoever's walking in your office or when you're checking email, you have to make those commitments to your time. And then it really isn't that mesmerizing because you know, there's some people who you look at and you're like, how on earth did they get all that done? You're like, how, how is that possible? And then if you really learned more about how they structure their time, I, I bet some of the things we've shared today are why they are able to get so much done and a lot of it has to do with saying no (laughs) and 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 being tough with people about meetings and stuff which is hard like what's the point of this meeting (laughs) what's like what are the things that can be done in an email and what are the things that we could talk about synchronously so um that's all i have for my tips is there anything else you can think of jessica to share You know, I think we covered pretty much everything. I really like your idea of looking at the year at a whole and then breaking it down by quarter and then monthly and so on, because I think a lot of us in the fitness world don't think about the big picture, or I think the big picture might just be very abstract, like, oh, yeah, next summer, this is what I want to do, or around the holidays, yeah, I'll totally plan to do this to, to ramp up attendance, but then we don't really think about how we're going to make that happen until it's time to make that happen. Exactly. And something Jessica's working on that is taking that she's really had to think ahead on because it's not oh, happening yeah. until March 2024, but she's been marketing it like a, like a crazy person um, is her retreat. So tell us more about your retreat. Oh, yeah. So this is actually a big picture thing. So this is something that I've been working on for over a year now, since September of 2022. Uh, I am hosting a women's fitness retreat in Costa Rica this coming March 2024. So if you're interested on that, uh, feel free to shoot me an email, a message, but it is open to all people who identify as female, 
fitness enthusiasts, fitness instructors, trainers. It is open to all. Um, and it's going to be a really, really fun time just to connect with other like-minded women on the beach in Costa Rica. Who wouldn't want to enjoy that? No. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to enjoy that? <laughs> where I'm still working on like figuring out when baby comes, how I can make it happen. It's uh, like you can get a babysitter for a week. Stacey. can make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I need to move my mother-in-law and my mom like over <laughs> to closer to us. Done. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Um, so more to come on our future episodes, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please like, subscribe, wherever you're digesting this content. It helps us know that you're enjoying this content. And as I mentioned earlier, our next episode will be all about team communication and helping you. I think it'll also tie in really well to this time management episode. We've kind of alluded to some of the things we'll talk about. Um, So we hope to see you there in that next episode. And we appreciate, as always, having you listen in.